So basically, I'm going to give you a little summary of the first story. Uh, I, an emo kid stole my girlfriend, all right? I'm not too proud of it, you know? I definitely got swagger jacked by an emo kid that had painted nails and growled it. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Me, but uh, it, it's whatever. It's fine. He can have her, all right? I didn't even like her that much. <laughs> nah, it wasn't like my heart was shattered or anything. But regardless, the emo kid stole my girlfriend and then proceeded to try to fight me when I was a little upset about it, which is just kind of surprising, bro. Like, if you steal my girlfriend and expect me to just be cool with you all the time, you've got another thing coming. That's not what you can expect at all. Regardless, me and him definitely did not like each other from that point forward, obviously. I don't think anyone expected me to like him. Basically, anytime me and him could interact and fight, we would. But not like fight as in physically fight, but just the low-key kind of fighting where you're both trying to sabotage each other and just you just don't like each other and usually i would win because you know i'm not the weird kid that growls at people at lunch whenever they try to talk to him because that's what this kid would do anyways it all boiled over one day when we were uh in art class you know because i took art mainly because i wanted an easy a i didn't get an a because i suck at art and can't do many things that are creative you know i was really out here she's like draw draw a photorealistic dog and i was like ah my dog has eight legs because it, i don't know i can't draw regardless i had me and my crappy eight-legged dog and we were hanging out at this table just living life living lavish doing what we gotta do to survive when this guy walks up to me and says your dog sucks almost as much as you do and i'm like yo 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 you can talk shit about me you can take my girlfriend but don't you dare talk shit about my eight-legged dog all right i put a lot of effort and heart into this drawing and the fact that you're gonna sit there and hate it is really disrespectful and rude so I respond in the only way I know how. I just get a little sassy with him and I say, you know, man, it's fine because the only thing that sucks more is your mom. Which, I mean, in the grand scheme of things, isn't even that bad of a roast, all right? I'm sure your mom sucks off a lot of people, bro. That's why your life's so bad, you know? But re regardless, he gets a little upset at this and is like, what did you just say about my mom? And I said, well, it only sucks less than your mom. Your mom sucks more. It's not rocket science, man. I'm basically saying that your mom really, really, really loves meat in her throat. That's all I'm saying. And of course, he gets mad, gets all up in my face trying to act all macho. Oh, you won't say it again. You won't say it again. And I'm like, yeah, well, your mom sucks more than my dog. My dog doesn't even suck, by the way. Like, that isn't even an insult. My dog was beautiful. It has eight legs and it's proud. I don't know why everybody out here has ridiculous beauty standards for these animals, but they're just beautiful, okay? So now he's all up in my face trying to flex on me and, you know, his breath stinks, so I'm like, hey, dude, back up. Like, it's fine. It's not that big of a deal. I just said your mom sucks. And he goes, yeah, yeah, well, my mom, my mom's in the hospital. And I'm like, all right, well, sorry. I, I, I wouldn't have said it if I knew, but you expect me to know all your problems, bro? Like, I got a third eye opened up. Just, ah, I know all your problems all the time so i say yeah i'm sorry dude i didn't know i i literally did not know i wouldn't have said it if i knew your mom was in the hospital i'm sorry and he's like no no you've gone too far i already hated you bro that's it square up and tries to like lift me out of my chair the only problem is this guy just isn't very big I'm, I'm a really tall guy i wouldn't say i'm ripped but i'm 6'3 so i've got some height with me so here he is trying to like lift me out of my chair and it's just not working because he weighs the same amount i do but he's a, a third of the height so it's just not not really working for him all right nothing about this situation is advantageous
advantageous. There's no way he's coming out of here with the dub ski. So I just go, what are you doing? And the teacher walks over. She goes, is there a problem here? He goes, nah, there won't be once he gets up and I fight him. And I'm like, dude, I'm not going to fight you. I did not know that what, uh, like, I, how do you want me to apologize? I didn't know your mom had a situation. How was I supposed to know? You want me to just read your mind? Oh, dude, this guy's mom's in the hospital. Like, how was I supposed to know that? And the teacher asked what happened. So I give her the rundown, how he made fun of my dog and how that's really not okay because my dog is a beautiful soul that, you know, you don't judge a book by its cover. He's a beautiful man. He's really solving global warming out here. And so the teacher sends us both to the dean's office. We're sitting there. We, I ended up getting detention. He ended up getting suspended for trying to fight me. It, it was a pretty interesting story. He got moved out of my art class because I made up a story about feeling threatened because I just hated seeing his face every day. So take the L, man. Ha ha get pranked about animals there was a kid in my uh seventh grade science class that eight hour class pet in seventh grade we have to take biology in my state which is uh pretty cool i guess if you like learning about life like a nerd <laughs> not me i'm a total savage i punch my science teacher in the face uh, on a real note though you do have to take biology in seventh grade in my state and because of that our teacher really wanted to make make it fun you know he had a bunch of fish around the classroom we had chinchillas we just had a lot of animals that our class had to take care of the stipulation was we had to feed them and take care of them but for the most part it, it was pretty cool you know we got to pet a chinchilla and look at fish like it was it was a pretty cool classroom i guess and most kids were pretty normal and definitely did never looked at those goldfish and thought <clears throat> those look delicious never ever ever had a chinchilla churro a snake empanada whatever you were thinking about eating animals just don't do it most people don't have to be told that most people don't have to be told not to eat the class pet but there was one kid in my class that i guess didn't get the memo because one day we're in our lab groups and our lab groups were randomly assigned and we had to do this biology report and we had to go from cage to cage for the animals and write down the characteristics of the animal we were in seventh grade we were pretty dumb so we had to be like fishes swim you know normal stuff that you have to write down in a science class i guess i don't really know all right i don't know why it was the assignment that's was what it was and i'm with this really really weird kid who for the purpose of the story is going to be named davis and davis you know wasn't the sharpest tool in the shed davis i don't know how he got into an honors biology class because i, I don't think even he knew what was going on like he was the type of guy who would look at a cat and be like that's a weird shaped dog like that's the type of dude davis was all right but regardless i was in this group with davis and a few of my friends and we were at the goldfish writing down our observations and he says i've always wondered what goldfish tastes like which is just a weird statement you know i've never once looked at a pet and been like i wonder what it tastes like never been chilling at the pet shop going oh do you guys have any yorkie it tastes way better than beagle you know that's just not my personal cup of tea but i guess davis was really curious about the taste of this goldfish and I thought it was weird, but I just brushed it off because I never thought anyone would be weird enough to eat a class pet. It's not something you experience on a day-to-day -day basis. So... Anyways, I guess Davis thought we were friends after we were in the science group because I'm just not going to be mean to some random kid in my science class. Like, I wasn't going to bully him and be like, haha, you're the weird kid that wants to eat a goldfish. So every day before class, he would just walk up to me and talk to me, and we ended up having a couple video games we played in common. We would just talk about that, and he was definitely weird. Like, we both really played GTA. And he would go on and on about specific, like, stats for each car, and I was like, alright, dude, whatever. Like, I'm trying to learn biology. That's really cool, Davis. I'm glad you think we're homies, but, uh... You still want to eat a goldfish. We're not like homie homies, you know? But regardless, every day before class, he was walking up to me and trying to have these really long, in-depth conversations. And every time, he'd be like, man, one of these days, I'm going to eat the goldfish. And I would just kind of laugh it off and be like, it's one of those weird jokes that people repeat. It's a repeating joke. It's like me being like, ah, oh, I'm cool, you know? It's just a funny thing that you say over and over again because you really hope it's true. So whatever, I keep doing my thing, going about my day in biology class. And one day before, before we really get started, Davis walks in, looks me in the eyes and says, today's the day, walks over to the fish tank, grabs the goldfish with his bare, nasty burrito looking hands, 
and pops it in his mouth and just swallows, doesn't even chew, just swallows and then opens his mouth and there's no fish there. And the entire class is looking at him and it's just silent. Like you could hear a pin drop because nobody expected this weird ass kid to walk into the cut, eat a goldfish and just act like nothing happened. And instead of being like, oh my God, I just ate a goldfish or any reaction, any emotions whatsoever, Davis, this weird kid just goes to his seat and sits down. No questions asked. Doesn't react, doesn't smile, doesn't laugh, nothing. Just swallows this goldfish whole and goes down. And I'm promising you, this was not the snack that smiled back. This was a real goldfish. 30 seconds ago, it was swimming around and now it's in Davis's stomach. And I promise you that Nemo is never gonna find his dad from there. Anyways, so Nemo just got chewed up. Davis is sitting there and the teacher walks in and is like, wow, why do you guys all look like you've seen a ghost? Haha, <laughs> who's ready to start class? And this one girl who was a snitch ass bitch, but regardless, it needed to be snitched on, raises her hand and goes, Davis just ate the goldfish. And our teacher's like, what? Like, are, are you guys kidding? Like, what do you mean? And she goes, no, like Davis ate the goldfish. And people start chiming in. Yeah, he just put his hand in the tank and ate it. Like just swallowed it. The teacher doesn't believe us, walks over to the tank. And sure enough, there's no goldfish. The goldfish is gone. Rest in peace, Swimmy 20 what 2012 i don't know and is like davis did you eat the goldfish and davis goes yeah i did why why did you eat the goldfish and he's like well i don't know i thought it would be funny and the teacher's just like i don't i've never what and he goes well i'm gonna have to send you to the dean's office and davis is like oh, okay no problem doesn't complain doesn't cry doesn't get scared of being in trouble just gets up and goes to the dean's office right super calm about the entire thing definitely might be a sociopath because no one should be that calm about eating a goldfish but regardless he got some really fresh sushi out of it i guess well i don't see davis for the rest of the week at school i don't know where he's been i don't see him for the rest of the week however two days after i haven't seen davis i get a like note given to me in math class saying go to the dean's office and i'm like all right well i I haven't done anything wrong. I haven't been selling gum. You know, I'm just living my life. I'm a free man. I haven't done anything. I haven't committed any crimes, whatever. I go to the dean's office. They're like, we just have some questions about the fish incident. And I'm like, what? And they're like, yeah, yeah. Some questions about the fish incident. I'm like, the kid who ate the fish? And I'm like, yeah, yeah. So whatever. I'm like, yeah, ask away. And they go, well, uh, the kid who ate the fish, you know, we're going to keep his identity a secret. I'm like, I know who it is. You don't think the entire school is talking about this weird kid who ate the goldfish? All right, Dean's office, whatever, is saying that you told him to do it. Like you were telling him to eat the goldfish and we're egging him on. And I'm like, what, what do you mean? They're like, yeah, well, were you telling him to eat the goldfish? I was like, no, I never told him to, you know, eat Finding Nemo, okay? He would come in every day and make like a joke about eating the goldfish. And I would just laugh because I thought he was kidding. And they're like, oh, well, your laughing encouraged him. I'm like, no, 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 Dean's office. If you are going to blame me for laughing at a kid saying he's going to eat a goldfish because he actually ate the goldfish because I laughed, you guys are insane. Like, that's not how this works. How in the world am I expected to understand that this kid's like mentally unhinged and is going to eat a goldfish? You guys are actually trying to blame me for this kid eating a goldfish. And they're like, yeah, well, I don't know. He just, he feels like you egged him on. Like you were encouraging him and his parents think you encouraged him. All right. It's not my fault. Your kid is so weird. He feels the need to snack on a goldfish in the middle of biology class, all right? There was a lot more issues if I was encouraging him, but I wasn't. So whatever, I'm like, I didn't tell him to eat the goldfish. I would laugh at it every day. Like, that was it. And the dean's like, well, maybe you shouldn't laugh at stuff like that in the future. I'm like, oh yeah, sorry, dude. Sorry for laughing at a kid saying he wants to eat a goldfish. My bad, I'll never laugh at anything funny again. Especially your ugly ass hairline, bro. You're like 57 years old and you're so bald, I can literally see my reflection in your chrome dome, Mr. Dean. Whatever, I, I was a little salty. I still am. Uh, Mr. Maxwell, if you're watching this, you still a hoe for uh, getting me in trouble for selling gum and on top of that accusing me of somehow making a kid eat a goldfish so whatever i start getting defensive and they're like whoa why are you getting so defensive you have nothing to hide i'm like because i didn't make a kid eat a goldfish so finally after like 30 minutes of asking me if i'm sure i didn't make the kid eat a goldfish as if my answer is magically going to change like halfway through
through questioning, I'm going to be like, yeah, you know what? I, I did tell him that I really just wanted him to eat a goldfish. They finally say whatever. You can go back to class. But like, we're keeping an eye on you. All right. You can, what are you going to keep an eye on? You should have kept a better eye on the pets. Maybe we wouldn't have had this problem if homeboy couldn't have such easy access to the goldfish in the first place. So regardless, I never got uh, in trouble, I guess, outside of that weird interview thing for making this kid eat the goldfish, but of course, rumors start to spread. Now everyone thinks I had something to do with it. Like, they actually think that I, of course, had something, somehow, to do with the, this goldfish eating thing. So now I'm starting to get crap. So I'm mad now, so I go back to the dean's office, I'm like, look, you guys already made, like, my life terrible. I didn't have nothing to do with the goldfish. Like, is there anything you can do to tell people that I had nothing to do with this? And the dean's office is like, no, we can't reveal, uh stuff about student matters. I'm like, well, you know, maybe your students should matter a little bit more, all right? People think I had something to do with a psychopath eating a goldfish when I had nothing to do with it. But whatever. So the, the, the principal, I call the kid a psycho, and the principal's like, no, he's not a psycho. We're working with him. He's at a, he's at a mental health facility right now trying to get help. I'm like, yeah, the help should have happened before he ate the goldfish. I don't know why I have to suffer because this kid ate a goldfish. Why am I being punished? Why am I, like, what, how is this my fault? Maybe your students shouldn't eat goldfish. So I'm heated. I'm mad at this point. And they keep insinuating that because I'm getting mad. I have something to hide. I'm like, no, I just don't want to be accused of having anything to do with this. But whatever. A few weeks later, finally, Davis comes back to class. I don't know how he's still in the same class. I don't know how they thought he was ready to come back to school. Because the first thing he does when he walks in the door is walk up to me and go, I'm really mad that you made me eat that goldfish, bro. And I'm like... Are you so delusional? Are you so insane that you actually think I made you eat this goldfish, right? I'm heated at this point. I'm like, I had nothing to do with that. You would come in every day and be like, I'm gonna eat the goldfish. You're the crazy person that had that idea. I just laughed, bro. I will never laugh at anything you say ever again, outside of the fact that you are absolutely a psychopath. And he's like, you know, my therapist said you try to pin the blame on me. I'm like, well, duh, because you ate the goldfish, bro. Your therapist is correct. Yes, I'm going to blame you for you making a bad decision and then trying to blame it on me. And my science teacher at this point is hearing me yelling because I, I am yelling. I'm not going to lie. I'm not, I wasn't calm. I wasn't cool. I was pissed. I'm yelling at this kid for trying to blame me for him eating a goldfish. So finally, 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 they sent us both to the dean's office. The dean's are like, if there's going to be a problem, we're going to have to separate you two. I'm like, yes, please, please separate me from this kid, please. So they're like, well, we're going to move you out of the science class. I'm like, that's fine. That's totally okay. Just get me away from Goldfish McGeezak over here who's snacking on Nemo like it's an Olympic sport. So they moved me out of that biology class, put me in a new one. It ends up working out really well because that is when I met the girl that I ended up like run <laughs> in the tunnel with that fell. So I got some good stories out of it. It was the first girlfriend I ever had. It worked out in the long run. However, at the time I had to leave the class because I was apparently harassing him, the kid who ate the goldfish and was trying to blame it all on me. But regardless, guys, that's the story of the kid who ate the class pet. Hopefully you enjoyed. If you did and you enjoy my suffering, press the like button, please, because I'm very heated telling the story like eight years later because I'm still mad that I somehow got blamed for the kid eating a goldfish. And it wasn't the last time I had to deal with this asshole eating something, all right? One day I get up from lunch to go get a water and I come back and my lunch is gone and they're like, yeah, some kid took it. And I ask him to describe him and I go over and Davis had taken my lunch and was eating my food. But I'm just going to talk about advertisements that annoy me, okay? I know what you're thinking. Oh, Ryan, basically everything annoys you. And you're not wrong. I'm, I'm pretty easy to annoy. But this is one of those things that just drives me insane. Whenever commercials are just the cringiest things of despair I've ever seen. And one that really annoys me, one that really just rustles my jimmies okay my jimmies are mad rustled right now is the five gum ads you want to know why because not once have they ever taken a bite of a piece of gum and then nutted into an arena where i'm like 
elevated above all these sound speakers and they're just blasting me with noise. I'm gonna put a screenshot of the commercial I'm talking about right here. How it feels to chew five gum head ass. Like, listen, I'm sure your gum's good. Don't get me wrong. I'm sure your gum's pretty tasty. I'm sure it's pretty solid, but I'm not actually gonna have an out-of-body experience just because I'm chewing on your gingy, rooty fruit, toot boot, fucking gum. Those ads just annoy me. Not to mention, if you bought five gum because you were like, oh, I like their ads, well, then it worked, all right? Like, marketing's weird like that. Subconsciously putting in your mind that chewing five gum gives you, like, an existential crisis. Like, oh, if you chew five gum, you're basically gonna become an X-Man and be able to use all your brain and have superpowers that you can abuse to just, I don't know, fly around the arena in Minecraft or whatever. But those ads just annoy me. I don't know what it is about them. They just really piss me off. And I know, I know. Oh, Ryan, you're so nitpicky. Everything annoys you. Yeah, I know I sound stupid complaining about commercials, but I'm not gonna apologize because they annoy me. You know what else annoys me? And I don't know why this one annoys me so much, but I, let me try to explain it, okay? Car commercials. Car commercials just piss me off. And I know, oh, you know, you gotta broadcast your car, but they're never like, this car has X amount of horsepowers and is a great driving machine for the bang for your buck. It also has luxury features for a low price. No, they're never actually trying to sell you a car. They're like, Matthew McConaughey drives this car around Chicago. You could be like Matthew McConaughey driving this car around Chicago. Excuse me, but how many people actually have $30,000 just laying around to drop on a car because Matthew McConaughey drives it? If you have that much stupid money that you can buy a car based upon a commercial on TV because Matthew McConaughey drives it, you have too much money. It, it, you really do. Real talk, I don't think anyone has ever watched a car commercial and been like, oh, better go out and buy a new car, honey. Or you know what else? All these car dealerships around town, you know the sleazy used car salesman that's like, yo, I'm Jim Marsh Kia or whatever. If your cars are always on sale, isn't it just like a normal price? I swear to God, every weekend, every random holiday, every car dealership in my city has a random sale. I'm like, if your cars are always on sale, I don't understand when they're not on sale. And it's always the dumbest holidays. It's never like, welcome to our Christmas sale. It's always like, hey, have you ever been a Columbus Day card buyer? I didn't know Columbus Day was supposed to be really booling out with car sales. It's National Flag Day, so head on down to Ford and get yourself a brand new Mustang. We're not kidding. No joke, no scam. It's always 30% off, but trust me when I say you're getting a good deal. And don't get me wrong, I don't know shit about cars. I'm not gonna pretend that I'm like a car expert, okay? I like cars enough to kinda know what's going on. I'm not an expert by any means. But if you're really gonna try to buy a car based on a commercial, what is wrong with you? Yeah, I mean, the commercial said Matthew McConaughey drives it. I don't care about gas mileage or seat belts or safety ratings. YOLO! I mean, if a famous person drives it, it's gotta be a good car, right? They never lie to me, ever. Looking at you, Olivia Jade, scamming your way into college. Or like college commercials? College commercials? Why Why do you need a, a commercial for your college? Is your college really that bad that you need a marketing team to draw an ad for you? And it's always like some guy, I went to this school and now I'm a multimillionaire. I also love how I promised this guy I would shout about if he let me win and he didn't let me win, so eat shit. Like, don't get me wrong, I'm sure college is great, but if you go to your community college, I can basically guarantee you, you're not gonna end up being a billionaire like the one person they found to be in their commercial. God, I don't know why commercials get me so heated. Everything basically annoys me on television. I just think TV is so stupid. Like, if you think about what TV really is for a minute, you pay these companies three, four hundred dollars a month to basically watch 10 minutes of a show before you get an interrupting ad going, hey guys, buy my stuff, buy my stuff, buy my stuff. Like you pay to watch commercials basically. Netflix cost me $17 a month and I'm never having to get interrupted by Jim Marsh promising me a Columbus Day sale on a special Kia, okay? And that's why 
I love it. Oh, and when commercials try to use memes, you're not relatable. You're just cringy, all right? We can obviously tell that it's a 55-year-old man on a marketing team who doesn't even know what memes are still trending. Like, really, you really think that now using a bad luck Brian meme makes you super relatable and quirky and kids are going to want to buy your memes? No, that meme died in 2012, okay? The Mayan calendar is more fresh than the memes you guys use in these commercials. It's not relatable. It's not funny. I don't know why they think every kid in our generation is so stupid. Like, when they try to sell us stuff, they're like, ah, oh, they don't really care about anything. They just, they just want to see the memes. If you give them the memes, they'll buy our hamburger. No, no, I'm not. I'm not going to buy your hamburger just because you put bad luck Brian in a commercial. All right. You got to sell me on your hamburger. How many patties do you have? You know, what's the calorie count? I don't really care about the calorie count, but I definitely am not going to buy it just because you put a meme in the commercial. Oh, are you, I also love when they bring on internet celebrities and they try to make them look all dope like Ninja in the Red Bull commercial where he's like, yeah, it's hard to be an athlete. All right, Ninja, you're not an athlete, bro. I'm sorry. Like, I, trust me, I love video games as much as the next guy, but we're not sitting here breaking a sweat like athletes every five seconds. We don't really need an athlete commercial or when they just don't understand it. Like there's a Samsung commercial where a girl apparently is getting on the Olympics gaming team. Yeah, that's not a thing. We're not dumb. Like, oh, if you buy a Samsung Galaxy S9, you'll be on the Olympic Fortnite team. If Fortnite was ever in the Olympics, okay, there would be an entire gold medal just for Fortnite dances, at which point the Olympics would be a total joke and I wouldn't watch it. Actually, I think world-class athletes doing the Harlem Shake or like whatever, the floss, would be kind of funny to watch. But let's just not. The Olympics has my respect right now, and we're going to keep it that way. We're just going to try our best to not ever, ever get Fortnite in the Olympics, all right? Your commercial's not cute. It's not funny. It's annoying. Oh, and the commercial I hate most of all, the commercial that actually makes me want to shove two number two pencils. Actually, no, number one pencils. I don't even think they make those anymore. I don't know why number two pencils are number two, because you never use anything but number two pencils. Anyways, I want to shove them in my eyes is the Apple commercial, where it's the iPad or whatever. And, and the guy's like, oh, is that a computer? And this dumb bitch with the glasses on goes, no, it's an iPad. It's not a computer. Sorry, lady, you got a keyboard on it. Really? Like, clearly grandpa was born in 1937, okay? He lived through the Great Depression. You're gonna sass him with some. It's not a computer? No. No, woman. It is a computer. In fact, I was gonna buy an iPad, and then I didn't, just because of that commercial. I went out and bought a Samsung tablet. I would rather have Fortnite in the Olympics than buy from that stupid ad. It actually made me want to shove pencils in my eyes. It's not a computer. Yes, it is. It's just a computer, okay? I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm not trying to burst your bubble, lady. I'm sure you got paid to say it, but it was cringy and annoying, and you just seem like Hermione, okay? Which, which, by the way, don't even get me started on J.K. Rowling's tweets about Harry Potter. I'm just ranting at this point. Oh, or movie commercials. Sometimes movies have the most pretentious commercials, all right? Don't pretend like your movie's gonna win an Oscar, or it's super exciting. Like the live-action Nutcracker movie that Disney made, where they're like, this is gonna change movies forever. No, it's not. No, it's not. You're, no, one, no one cares that you guys remade the Nutcracker, I promise. The only commercial that that's going to increase to go watch a movie is 47-year-old white women named Deborah that repost Hillary Clinton memes on Facebook, okay? Like, no one else is sitting there. Oh, I bet you Disney did a really, really good job on that live-action Nutcracker remake. Can't wait to go see it in theaters. I heard it's going to change movies forever. No, no one's that stupid. Stop it. Knock it off. Or food commercials? Food commercials where the burger looks like a five course meal made by Ratatouille himself and then you come at the cut and you get it from IHOP or wherever you get your burgers from. I don't know. 
and it looks like chicken slop? Yeah, no, no, why can't you just show me the burger and what it actually looks like? I know what you think, you think we're dumb, and most of the time, we might be, but I'm not that dumb. If you false advertise your burger to me, you have it looking like a five-course Michelin star meal, and then I pull up on the block, and it looks like Danny DeVito's after slops after he's eaten half a hamburger and compiled the rest into a garbage compost? We're gonna have a problem. That's just false advertising. It's rude and it's dishonest. I really have ranted for nine minutes about how many commercials I hate. I didn't realize how much I hated this subject until I started getting going on it. I know this isn't a story time. This is really just a rant video and I'm sure it's all over the place, but I'm sorry. I just needed to get this off my chest. I, I was talking about commercials with Cyrus earlier and I was like, I'm just gonna make a video screaming about how much I hate commercials because they, they really do annoy me. If you guys like these ranty videos every now and then, let me know. I have a lot of stuff I could rant about forever because I just hate a lot of things takes place yesterday, all right? Benji and I managed to get a story time while we were hanging out. Brotherly love. Uh, no Alabama though, no homo. But before we get into that, you're gonna have to press the like button, otherwise I will execute Benji. I know he already doesn't upload enough, but trust me, he will upload a lot less if you don't press the like button. That's actually a promise. And yeah, without further ado, let's get right into the video. So, you know, my boy Ben was trying to show me around Norway, uh, in Oslo, the biggest city in Norway. He was like, yo man, it's sick. And I mean, I was like, all right, bro, let's go. Let's go exploring. I don't see my brother very often, so when we do hang out we definitely get up to mischief and as you can tell from our personalities we uh definitely like to have a lot of fun you know and sometimes that fun gets us in trouble which is exactly what happened this time so we were walking around oslo and he goes yo there's this really dope mall it's inside and i was freezing because i'm from the west coast of the united states where it's hot all the time and norway is basically colder than satan's fridge all right like satan's testicles are probably colder than norway so whatever man i'm like ah, fine anywhere that's inside okay because i don't have coats i'm wearing like a thin ass bomber jacket i looked fresh to death trust me every norwegian cutie was on me but uh you know i had to go inside i was trying to warm up a little bit drink some hot Coco cuddle up with a good cutie the usual so we're in the mall walking around shopping doing what we got to do Benji's blowing through his YouTube money faster than hookers blow through cocaine and of course there's these like cars in the mall because I guess Tesla's huge in Norway I'd never seen so many Teslas all around Oslo there was Teslas everywhere it was like Elon Musk's breeding ground, okay? Like, when Elon Musk is in Norway, he gets an extra 9,000 power points to his Dragon Ball Z score. So there's Teslas everywhere, and in the mall, there's, like, these Teslas on display, and they have, like, the price in the window, and they're just kind of sitting there for people to walk up and admire, take a look at. I don't know, if you just love to look at random Teslas in the middle of the mall, go for it. And, you know, I'm from America where Teslas are still pretty rare, but Ben's like, yeah, these are everywhere. These are, like, Toyotas in America. I'm like, that's sick. And he goes, yeah, you can drive them, too. They leave the keys inside. And at this point, I'm like, yeah, let's not do this, Ben. I feel like this is a bad idea and he goes no 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 watch walks up to the tesla that's in the middle of the mall and it's like in the middle of a walkway there's people walking past him on both sides he doesn't care he's such a savage he just opens the door it's not locked i don't know why it's not locked hey let's leave a key uh, key in the car in the middle of the mall that's gonna work out well there's definitely not any 15 year old youtubers that are gonna get up to mischief with their brother well that's exactly what happened all right elon i know you get extra power levels in norway but your design flaw is terrible you don't unlock the car for the 15-year-old. Like, Benji was really out here hopping in the whip. Who leaves an unlocked car in the middle of a mall? You're just begging to get kidnapped in the back of a Tesla. So at this point, I'm trying to be, you know, Jiminy Cricket on his shoulder. Hey, Ben, let's not steal a car in the middle of the mall. You're gonna go to jail. I guess Norwegian jail is pretty dope, though. They have, like, Xboxes and stuff, so it's not really prison time, you know? He might actually upload more in prison. I should have let him get arrested now that I'm thinking about it. But whatever, he's just looking at me and laughing. He hops in the Tesla and he goes, oh, they must have taken the keys out. And uh, to Elon, thank you. Thank you for taking the keys out of your car. You still left it unlocked. You forgot to press the little lock button. But uh, you're the only reason there was not a news article talking about 
Local YouTuber actually runs down crowd of Norwegians in the mall on a Tesla because he doesn't know how to drive. Because Ben can't drive. I don't care all the crappy talks on his channel about, oh, I'm good at everything. Ben can't drive. He's terrible at it, alright? Like real talk, homeboy and I were playing Mario Kart and he hit the wall more than he hit the course. I don't even know how that's possible. How it's possible to be bad at Mario Kart, but Benji is awful at it. Regardless, he's in the whip, he's like, I'm gonna honk the horn, and I'm like, look, let's not attract more attention, alright? Like, there's basically a giant thing on the horn saying, let people know you're in the car you're not supposed to be in. And I guess Norwegians really don't mess around with security, because he presses the horn and it just goes, like, loud as hell. I'm gonna do it one more time just so you guys will understand. Like, that's the noise it's making, alright? Over and over and over again, he's just pressing it and pressing it and pressing it, trying to get us in trouble. And I'm freaking out, which is why he's doing it, because he likes to make me nervous, bro. Like, I swear, Benji loves when I freak out, because I'm the responsible one, alright? I'm trying to make sure we're not going to get arrested, and Benji's like, Joe, would be funny, <laughs> So whatever, bro. I'm freaking out. Security starts to pull up. He hops out of the car. So the security starts pulling up, and Benji's just laughing his head off, and I'm starting to get nervous. I'm trying to apologize. I'm like, look, my brother's dumb. I'm sorry. And they're just kind of looking at me because, um, you know... English isn't the predominant language in Norway. So Benji comes out the cut speaking some Sylvan, bro. Like, he could probably talk to snakes. It sounded like Elvish. I swear that entire language sounds made up. It's like the Flying Dutchman just, like, threw some letters together and called it a day. The one from Spongebob with the green beard. That shit's glowing. It's just speaking Norwegian. Regardless, he starts flicking his tongue around speaking Elvish. I don't even know what language it was. It, it was Norwegian. I'm not being dumb, okay? And, uh, they're just kind of looking at him funny because he's sitting in the middle of a Tesla in the middle of the mall honking the horn. And I guess the cops in Norway way aren't called police officers they're called ops like ops so benji hops out of the car looks at me smiles which means he has a bad idea and screams fuck the ops and just starts running away from the tesla <laughs> and these cops just look at each other and i'm like looking at me and i'm not about to get arrested for my brother's stupidity so i start running after benji and you know the beautiful thing about me and benji is that, you know, we might have the same dad, but he hasn't finished puberty yet, so my legs are long as hell. My 6'3 flame is flying past him, bro. I've got an extra foot on either leg to just get me an extra boost of speed, you know? So we're booling through the mall. We're going full speed. It's an indoor mall, by the way. The ops, or the security guards, I don't really know what they were, are chasing after us, screaming stuff in Norwegian. I'm getting yelled at in Elvish, dude. I'm freaking out. Benji's laughing, and I don't know how many times Benji has run from the security in this mall, but the man is, like, taking shortcuts, cutting down alleyways. It was impressive. So we get outside and he's just like run and i'm like where and he's like i don't know just run he didn't have a plan he didn't have a backup plan it was just yolo in it out you know might as well uh throw it out for the homies you might as well just run away from the cops in the middle of the norwegian mall so whatever we run away and he's still laughing we're all out of breath and i'm like dude what was that and he looks at me he goes i don't know bro i just really wanted to give you a video for scrubs i've always wanted to be famous in a story time and i'm like are you serious right now he's like yeah 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 you gotta plug me though so i get some subs from it so um you know my brother decided to hop in a tesla that was unlocked run away from the security guards all for a youtube shout out so uh yeah go subscribe to benji if you're not but the story doesn't end there you know like i said we're right outside the mall we're just living lavish we put our hoods on and we start walking down the street to try to get back to like the metro the train to start heading back to where benji's house is and uh we're, we're walking past the mall because the mall's really long so it's like indoor but it's kind of outdoor it's more like a glass dome over the hallway in between the stores that's the way i would describe it as so we're we're walking down this hallway and there's security guards passing by and the radio goes off. And once again, I don't speak Norwegian, but Benji looks at me and he goes, bro, 
they're looking for two Americans that were being obnoxious in the mall. And they're like giving descriptions of us. I'm like, okay, well, what do we do? And he goes, I don't know, but they're telling the ops to be positioned at the metro stations. Like they're, they're looking for us. I'm like, all right, well, it's your fault for looking so American, dude. You know, they wouldn't have known any better if you would have just uh, not, not been an idiot and screamed, you know, I'm English before we ran away from the security guards. So here we are stranded in the middle of Oslo, the biggest town in Norway without a way to get home. Because if we go to the metro station, they're looking for the two kids that were running around in Oslo mall screaming Tesla, Tesla, Tesla. So Ben goes, no, 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 no. This is the only train station that's owned by the mall. That's the only place their security guards would be. It's not like the cop cops. It's like the mall cops. So what we need to do is we need to go to the other train station, uh, which is like a mile away. I'm like, okay, well, it's 30 degrees, bro. I'm freezing. My testicles are actually looking like icicles right now. Like, can we please not walk in the cold? I'd rather get arrested by the mall cops like Paul Blart in this hoe than have to walk across Oslo. And he's like, no, 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 that's not as fun. So we have to walk across Oslo in the middle of the freezing cold. And like I said, I don't own a winter coat. I'm wearing like a thin bomber jacket. It was not a pleasant experience. Regardless, I basically froze. We get home. My nipples could cut diamonds from all the ice out there. And, uh, you know, Ben falls right asleep. No problem. No hesitation. My adrenaline was still pumping because I'm not used to running away from Norwegian security. But I guess Benji is because that's that's just his daily life. Kids that were in my school, you know, you know how it is. Every school has that group of just really, really weird kids. And uh, for me, it was these kids who thought they were vampires like Twilight, you know, like they were actually out here with some incisors trying to bite my neck. Okay, not really that, but they were just the weirdest kids I've ever seen in my entire life. And uh, I-, I talked to a friend of mine that I went to high school with, and we just kind of reminisced, talked about these weird kids, this vampire clique that went to our school. And I figured, you know, that I just wanted to share it with you because whenever I feel something weird, whenever I've experienced something funny, I just want to share it with you guys. You guys are like, I don't know, my, my little family. So today we're going to be talking about some weird vampire kids, the weirdest kids in school, you know how it is. And without further further ado, uh, yeah, let, let's get into some weird kids doing weird stuff. So just to give you guys a picture of these kids, they were the type of kids that would hang out before school across the street smoking cigarettes, wearing like black trench coats, and just being super edgy, you know? Life is nothing but a meaningless pit of despair. Hits a cigarette, like, alright, Rebecca, your dad manages a hedge fund, alright? You might want to chillax a little bit, he might take away your black Mercedes, but life is just really so hard, I'm sure, you know? You just needing to pretend that you drink blood is super edgy. And they would just say stuff, like during classes and whatnot, that was so funny. Uh, I was in honors English, and I had a few vampire kids in my class, and it was a pretty sizable group. It was like 10 or 15 kids, so I had two of them in my class. And we had an assignment where we had to write poetry. And of course, you know, I I was writing joke poetry. Like, I've just always liked to make jokes. It's always what I've done. So I wrote a joke about being a wizard and, like, casting spells to turn people into pigs. I don't know. It was a dumb poem, right? It was just something silly. And then right after me, you know, Rebecca gets up. Of course, you couldn't call her Rebecca. Her vampire name was, like, some Transylvanian shit, like Zacharath or whatever. I don't really pay attention. It was some dumb name. And she starts reading this poem about how... Darkness is black and so is my soul. I have nothing to love but the soul of the enemies that I have made. Just some real edgy grade A shit. And the best part is, Rebecca and I were neighbors. And um, in her backyard was a pool. And when we were kids, we would go swimming and she would be like in bright colors all the time. And just super happy and super energetic and a ton of fun. She joins this vampire game and saw, like all of a sudden, Rebecca really switches up. Instead of being, you know, a chill, normal girl wearing bright colors, she wants to drink blood in the back of the, I don't know, a black SUV surrounded by a bunch of members of like people painted in zombie paint 
it was just weird. Rebecca was funny, and her poem was about how hard of a life she has. I'm like, Rebecca, I, I know your family, okay? Your parents love you. Like, what do you mean? Oh, my life's a pit of despair. No, it's not. The pit of despair is going to Disneyland with my family every year. Oh, my life's just so difficult. So they were just posers. It wasn't like kids who actually had a hard life. They would just pretend like, you know, they just really experienced it. It's just been a really hard life for them, you know? Another really funny story that me and my friend were thinking of, okay? So th this is a real story, by the way. So in order to get lunch we had like this long line and you get to the front and it was just like this desk where you would like order your lunch and you would take it and go back and of course you know these edgy vampire kids were always the people that you wanted to stand behind the least but one day me and my friends are standing behind them and they get to the front and they were like do you have any vegan options and the lunch lady's like no and they're like wow so you just hate animals you know like whatever uh, here's what's funny. If you guys are vampires, you're drinking animal blood. You think that's vegan? You think they just drain the blood? Like, hey, Mr. Pig, can I borrow an ounce of blood so I can drink it later? No, that's not how vampires work. Second of all, this lunch lady is serving you lunch. Do you think she really has time to hear about your vampiric ass complaining that there's no vegan options on the lunch menu? But regardless, they start trying to argue with the lunch lady about why there should be vegan menus. Like, yes, I'm sure the school district is really gonna take the lunch lady's concerns super seriously. She's gonna pull up to the PTA meeting like... There was some guys that were sitting there, you know, and there was these vampire kids that were like, you should pick vegan. And I really think that we should get vegan options on the menu. And of course, when the lunch lady tries to explain to them that she doesn't have control over the menu, they start complaining about how, like, he, the lunch lady should be doing more to help the students. Like, these kids were so cringy. Who complains to a lunch lady that there's no vegan options and is like, you're not doing enough to help the student body? It's not her job to help the student body, dumbass. And these vampire kids, on top of just annoying lunch ladies and making up poems about how hard their life is when it's not hard at all, would have, like, these meetings behind the school, you know, or across the street where they could smoke cigarettes, where they would just say weird shit. And people would, you know, come to school and just talk about what they would hear as they were passing by. And they would, like, talk about, like, if you had to drink one person in the school's blood, who would it be? Who has that conversation? conversation who's just sitting there looking at a bunch of kids going to high school and is like ah oh, i bet you her blood tastes real good like do you understand how awkward and how weird you have to be to think about that oh man i personally wouldn't like her blood it seems a little clunky as for that guy his blood looks like it runs all the way to the hills man i bet you he would be absolutely delicious i have no doubt and you couldn't argue with these vampire kids because they were like a wolf pack all right if you messed with one you messed with all of them i remember one time there was this kid who fought one of the members of the vampires and i'm not even kidding you like he swung on the kid in the trench coat by the time everyone turned around it was like a bunch of bats had congregated around this kid it it was just black coats everywhere they're all swinging on the kid fighting him and if you tried to argue with them they would just like mock you they really thought it was a really good arguing technique if you were like why do you think you're a vampire why do you want to drink blood like why do you want to do this they'd be like no bro like we're a pack and they would just mock you like oh, why do you think you should drink blood it's a valid question jeremy all right your mom's a chef why do you feel the need to drink pig blood when you could have a fresh cookie i don't understand i don't get that option i would pick the cookie every single time but you're a weirdo you do weird things i guess i don't know it's just something so crazy cringy about a bunch of rich white kids pretending they're vampires and like they have a hard life. There's just something so awkward about it. And like I said, you know, they would write these poems, they would do all these things, and like for some reason our English teachers would feed into it and be like, wow, these kids are really just different in expressing themselves. No, no, Miss Smith, the kid pretending to be a vampire isn't expressing himself, he's weird, and you telling him that he's unique and cool for it isn't gonna help him out. Like the teachers would encourage it. And you know, I'm just gonna put this in perspective. We had a problem in our school. We couldn't wear the number 63 on any sports jersey because we had this joke, me and my friends,
Americans that we were, you know, 6'3 gang. That's another story time, right? But regardless, they would like be like, oh, you're a gang. You can't wear that jersey number. But these kids smoking and drinking blood and talking about which students' blood they want to drink were perfectly cool. That was allowed. No issues there. Perfectly fine to just be hanging out, chilling, drinking people's blood all day. But if you wore too many jersey numbers, whew, no, guys, that's highly inappropriate. You cannot do that. But the ultimate story of these vampire kids, the one that just really made me giggle like there was no tomorrow, is going to be the last story of the video. So these kids wouldn't use normal social medias. Like when I was in high school, Twitter and Instagram was cool. But for some reason, these kids were just like, nah, that's too mainstream. We're still going to use Facebook. Whatever, bro. Mark Zuckerberg read all your weird wolf shit or vampires, wolf, whatever, vampires. Even then, so whatever, we get into this, and they had this Facebook group where they would talk about stuff. And of course, everyone would wonder what's going on in the Facebook group. There was tons of rumors that they were, like, planning to drink people's blood, or, like, that was where they would plan weird, I don't know, vampire stuff, whatever. So, of course, we make this fake Facebook profile and just, for months, are constantly trying to get into this group. And then finally, one day, my friend gets his fake account into the group. And I'm not kidding you, reading these messages was like getting on the inside of the most emo, edgy kids of all time. These kids would write paragraphs on paragraphs every day about how much they hated their parents and how life was so hard and no joke as i said at the start of the story a lot of these kids were driving like brand new black mercedes or parents would take them to disneyland every year just the type of stuff that you were like your life's not hard it's not hard to be a spoiled rich girl right so what my friend is he screenshotted every single one of these posts of them just complaining about their parents how much they hated them how their mom was a bitch all this stuff that they would say about their parents and like their parents loved them that's all their parents had ever done takes the screenshots and then sends it to the kids parents of course right and it's the funniest thing because all of a sudden these kids start showing up to school not longer in black trench coats no longer in any of this come to find out they didn't know who leaked them from the facebook group right so we're reading the posts and i guess when they got posted the parents were like if you want us to keep paying your car insurance if you want us to keep doing all this stuff for you then you have to be normal like no more vampire shit meaning that these kids were such posers that the first time that their parents were like hey no more vampire drinking blood stuff they were like okay dad i'm sorry please don't please don't take away my car i'm sorry dad and I mean, if you're that much of a poser that you're willing to throw away what you supposedly believe in, that you're a vampire or whatever, in 30 seconds when dad's gonna take away your Mercedes, you're just such a fake person. And it's just so funny that they would post paragraphs and paragraphs complaining about how easy their life was. Like, it's so hard to be me, guys. Me and my black Mercedes just really have a hard time getting along. I'm basically Edward Cullen from Twilight with worse hair. But yeah, on that note, guys, that's going to do it for the video. Hopefully you enjoyed. If you did, be sure to uh, bite that like button, you know, with your vampire teeth. And be sure to write a comment just flaming your parents down below. Because life's really hard. And if you, like, complain enough, they might take away your Mercedes. So you're going to have to go back to normal. Today I'm going to be telling you guys a story a time a little kid stole a lot of my money it's a complicated story all right it's not really money i just think that's a better title than the truth basically one time i was blowing out at chuck e cheese i was about eight years old you know and, and there's these things called tokens and they're basically currency you know if the u.s dollar ever collapses if we're ever in an apocalypse situation like fallouts i can guarantee you that my colony of people that's going to be living in my bunker are going to use chuck e cheese coins as money because they really hold their value you know i think the value of a chuck e cheese coin is equivalent to a dollar in most states but regardless, I was about eight years old and I was really bulling out at Chuck E. Cheese. You know, my grandma liked to spoil me when I was a younger guy and she got me unlimited tokens, which is basically, you know, God tier content. When you're eight, you don't know how to entertain yourself. 
because you're stupid, or at least I was. So I would basically need something in front of me to entertain me, which is exactly what Chuck E. Cheese was. Plus my grandma could get away from me because I never really knew how to shut up when I was a kid. So she's like, oh my God, I get to not hear him talk about Star Wars for five minutes. He gets to go to Chuck E. Cheese and get stuff for like t tickets or whatever. And it only cost me a little bit of money to get him unlimited token. The thing about unlimited tokens though is it wasn't really unlimited. They would just give you like a giant cup full of tokens. And it would basically last you all day unless you really had a spending problem or a gambling problem. And when you think about what Chuck E. Cheese is, it's really just teaching little kids gambling, all right? Like those things where you put your coin in the machine to try to win a bunch of tickets. You're really just teaching these kids to bet everything on the crappiest horse to try to make the most money possible, which is probably why I have a gambling addiction now. Like, uh, Benji, you're a cool guy and all, but I actually just lost you in a bet. So you're gonna have to go live as a slave somewhere in uh, the Baltics. Hope that's okay with you. It's nothing personal. It's just a deep-rooted gambling issue I still have from my Chuck E. Cheese days. But regardless, I was a little kid with a gambling addiction, all right? So me and my cup full of tokens would bool out in Chuck E. Cheese like there was no tomorrow. I was pretty good at video games, still am. As you can tell from this incredible Phantom Forces gameplay on Roblox, I am quite the gamer. So we would, uh, we would, we would go play games. And there was this kid that was following me around and basically just like watching me play games. You know, I was used to having an entourage. I was a pretty famous kid in Chuck E. Cheese. People just really knew that I wasn't one to mess with because I had unlimited tokens and I wasn't afraid to use them, baby girl. And so the kid was like, hey, can I have a token? And I was like, yeah, I mean, sure, yeah. So I gave him a token and he walked away. And I thought that was going to be the end of it. The kid was probably a little bit younger than me. I was only like eight at the time. So this kid was six, seven, but he comes back like three minutes later and goes, can I have another token? And I'm like, nah, man, I already gave you one. And he goes, man, you have so many. Like, please, please, can I get, can I have a token? So I'm like, yeah, fine, sure. Take another one, whatever. And remember, guys, appeasement is bad, all right? It's what started World War II and let the Nazis take Poland. So don't ever give bullies what they want. But the kid would just keep coming ask up and asking for tokens. And like I said, the strategy didn't work in World War II. This kid was basically Hitler, but in Chuck E. Cheese form. I I'm really comparing, you know, World War II to Chuck E. Cheese tokens right now, but I don't feel bad about it. I think it's really accurate and really good teaching you history. So whatever, I kept giving him tokens. I was being a nice guy, just a nice friend. And um, because I thought I could trust the guy, I was being nice to him, I was giving tokens, I really had to go to the bathroom. And I don't want to take my tokens into the bathroom. That's just gross. I don't want pee on my tokens. You know how gross that can be? I'm not dishygenous, okay? Chuck E. Cheese might reuse their pizza, but I'm not trying to eat my tokens in the bathroom. That's disgusting. That's just going to give everyone cholera or chlamydia. One of the two. I'm not down with it. So I say, hey, man, can you watch my tokens? And he says, yeah, 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 no problem. So I go to the bathroom and I come back out and I go to pick up my cup of tokens and half the tokens are missing. And I can tell because, you know, the cup was way lighter and you could also just see that there wasn't as many tokens in the cup as when I had left. So I'm trying to keep my cool. I go, all right, man, where did, where did my tokens go? He's like, I don't know what you're talking about. And I look at him. I'm like, hey, dude, come on. I know you took tokens. Half of them are gone. Don't play games with me. Where are my tokens? And he's like, no, man, I didn't take anything. And I'm like, oh, okay. So like the magic tooth fairy just came down, took half my tokens as payment for what exactly? He's like, no, some really big kid came and took half of them and I didn't know what to do. I'm really sorry. Yeah, I'm sure, man. I'm, I'm really, 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 really sure that Andre the Giant, a WWE wrestler, Stone Cold Steve Austin himself, came to Chuck E. Cheese just to take my tokens after I trusted you to watch them. So I'm not liking this kid at this point. I don't like anybody that messes with my money, my stash, my Chuck E. Cheese tokens. So now I'm basically going into mafia mode. When I was a young kid, I don't know why my grandparents let me watch Scarface and these movies about the mob, but I knew how it worked. In order to get your money back and get information out of somebody, you kind of had to torture them. So I say, all right, man, like, let's go play skee-ball. Come on. Like, it's fine. I guess some big kids stole my tokens. No big deal. And he's like, oh, yeah, let's go play skee-ball. Little did he know that it would be the last skee-ball game he ever played because I chopped off his fingers and sold them to a Chinese restaurant to put in their soup. Now, real talk, though, I did have a plan. Uh, so we start playing skee-ball, and I'm looking around at all these kids, and they're just kind of looking at me nervously, and I, I can feel it. So I go, hey, 
that's a lot of tokens you have in your cup there, man. Where'd you get them from? I know you don't have a limit of tokens. And he just kind of looks away. He goes, uh, someone gave them to me. And I'm like, who? Who gave them to you? And he looks at the kid that's next to me, the one that I'm pretty sure has stolen my tokens. And he goes, he did. And I'm like, all right, all right, bitch, you lied to me? You tried to lie to me and say that you just, oh, some big kid stole my tokens, but you were walking around giving them out? You weren't even selfish? If you're going to steal my stuff, at least be selfish and use it for your own personal gain. Don't go around just helping people. What? What are you, the Pope or something? If you're going to steal from a drug dealer, you might as well take the money and buy a Lambo. Don't give it to charity. That's for losers. Regardless, though, now the kid's been caught. I know for a fact he's lying. I have proof that he has given away my tokens and has betrayed me in the highest degree. So I look at him and I go, is that true? Did you give him my tokens? And he goes, yeah, I did. And I'm like, why would you do that? And he goes, well, because you just had a lot. And I was like, yeah, but I was helping you. I was giving you tokens, bitch. Don't bite the hand that feeds. If someone's being nice to you and giving you tokens, you don't betray them. You betray the people that aren't giving you tokens because there's nothing to lose. But little did they know that it was not my first rodeo at my tokens going missing. And because I was at Chuck E. Cheese all the time because my grandma didn't actually want to take care of me, I knew the people that ran the ticket booth and the token booth really well. And I, I never asked for much. So if I went up to them and said, hey, someone took my tokens, they would usually just give me another thing of tokens. So this kid was about to get revenge of the highest degree. So I walk up to a kid that wasn't involved and I go, hey, man, did this kid give you tokens? And he goes, no, he offered, but I knew they weren't his, so I didn't want to take them. And I'm like, this guy is an honorable guy. This is the type of person who deserves to enjoy their Chuck E. Cheese experience more than anyone. So I give him my cup that's still half full of tokens, probably like 150 tokens still there, right? An absolute ton of tokens, enough currency to basically buy a private plane and smuggle things into Mexico. That's the type of tokenage I give to this kid who was honest with me and didn't take my coins. And I say, hey, you can keep those. And the kid who, like, you know, tried to steal them was like, what? Why does he get to it? I'm like, because you tried to give away my tokens. You lied to me. You stole from me. I don't appreciate you. I was literally running a mafia in Chuck E. Cheese, okay? I was the Don. You had to kiss the ring to get the tokens. So I walk up to the front desk thing, and the girl's name was Ashley. I go, hey, Ashley, my tokens are gone. I can't find them. Is there any way that I can get more? And she goes, yeah, Ryan, of course. And she gives me another cup of a ton of tokens. And I look at the kid and I go, man, you should have learned how to play the game. If you would have asked, I would have helped you too. And I go about my business and I keep playing games. And the entire day, the kid's like following me around asking for tokens. And I was like, nah, bro, I'm sorry. I don't trust people who have betrayed me. If you betray my trust once, I can't help you. I really have nothing to do to help you once you've betrayed me. You had your chance and you blew it. You were the kingpin in my operation. You were my second in command and you betrayed my trust. And now I have to cut off your head. Shocker, I didn't actually decapitate anyone in the middle of a Chuck E. Cheese, but I thought about it. And uh, yeah, that's the story of how I accidentally ran a miniature mafia in the middle of a Chuck E. Cheese and got unlimited tokens and some kids stole from me. It wouldn't be the last time people would steal from me. You know, I guess I just look like an easy target because I'm built like Slenderman. I'm like 6'3", 150 pounds. So people just assume that I'm really easy to steal from. But uh, regardless, you know, I'm not. I will get revenge one way or another. I'm going to find you. I'm going to get you, get you, get you, get you one way or another. But on that note, guys, that's going to do it for the video. Hopefully you enjoyed. If you did, be sure to press the like button. Let me know in the comment section down below what you thought of the story. I've got a few more really good stories coming your way. I know this one is more of a filler. It's not the most entertaining, exciting thing ever to exist. But, you know, I'm in Norway. I'm jet lagged. I'm tired. I don't know what else to tell a story about. So I figured this one would work for now. We're getting really, really, really close to a million subscribers on the main channel. And that's incredible. So if you guys can, like if you're a real big Scrubby fan... Push the channel a little bit. Send it to a few friends. I would really appreciate it. I wouldn't ask unless I'm desperate. I've been on Omegle every day with my plaque, begging people to subscribe to me. That's how desperate I am. 
I just want a gold plaque, all right? Maybe then my dad will love me. Maybe then I'll finally get you back to Chuck E. Cheese and be able to reclaim my old stomping ground. But uh, yeah, follow me on Twitter at ScrubbyVivo, Instagram at Scrubby underscore YT. This Roblox gameplay is pretty funny because if you look at the bottom left, they accuse me of cheating. I've never used aim hacks in Roblox, but apparently I guess I'm good enough to. 